Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. The dreams of tomorrow are beginning today. It's a world of discovery, the world of RCA. Ted is old corn junk. Now I mean that bear can blow. He also plays the washboard with the handle of the hole. With these words from the Declaration of Independence, we defined ourselves as a nation. W-, w Radio, your information station. Hello and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 360 for the week of April 27th, 2014. I am here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, CDs, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. Also, be sure to visit Disney102.com where you can get a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World. It's available in print as well as in PDF, Nook, Kindle, iBooks, and Kobo. The digital version is in full color and has clickable links to podcasts, videos, websites, and so much more. I know that you're going to enjoy and save money using this book. In fact, I guarantee it. If you don't save money, I'll gladly refund the purchase price. And if you do, please go by, rate, and review the book over at Amazon.com. And of course, tell your friends. More information, sample pages, and links to where you can get it can all be found at Disney102.com. This week, I want to introduce you to one of Walt Disney World's true hidden treasures and something that's more than just a location, a show, or a cast member. He is somebody who has delighted and entertained guests at Disney's Port Orleans Riverside Resort for years. Bob Jackson is going to share his journey to Port Orleans and how Yeehaw Bob came to be. He'll also share some stories over the years, what's new and what's coming next. Then I'll have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have some updates and announcements, including information about our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World and a new on-the-road event as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Here's my up this crazy live CD that I am still desperate to unlock. I'm gonna play one for the kids. I'm gonna play a song that doesn't even have words. You have to use your imagination to imagine this bumblebee flying around the room. Here comes that bumblebee buggy Well. Walt Disney World is filled with overlooked experiences and what I like to consider hidden treasures. And it sometimes comes in the form of a small detail or even something new to try at a restaurant you may have never been to before. And sometimes these treasures come in the form of experiences or in the case of today's guest, a person. A fixture in Walt Disney World for nearly 15 years, he and his show have legions of loyal fans and followers, yet many guests still don't know he's there. You may not find him on a park map, but Yeehaw Bob at Disney's Port Orleans Riverside Resort is one of Walt Disney World's best attractions. I have seen him countless times with friends and family, 
broadcast his show to the box live over at www.radiolive.com and recently had a meet of the month over at the River Roost Lounge where he performs. So I want to welcome a true treasure, Mr. Yeehaw Bob himself. He is the incredibly talented, ridiculously good-looking, never a hair out of place, and a man who knows how to how to how to have a good time and make others do the same. I want to welcome Bob Jackson to WDW Radio. Ah, all right. Thank you, Lou. We love you, WDW Radio. Yes, we do. WDW Radio, we love you. WDW Radio, it's true. WDW Radio, we love you. That is, in the nine years I've been doing this, that is far and away the best introduction by a guest ever. <laughs> All right. I want to give a big shout out to everybody listening today on WDW Radio, wherever you are in the world. And I want to give a big thank you to my good friend Lou Mangello for inviting me on this afternoon. Thank uh, you very much, Lou. Oh, thank you, my friend. You know, I, I just said to you before, you know, uh, I, I've come to your show so many times. I've broadcast your show. We've brought people there at Meet to the Month. And I cannot believe, and I'm so sorry, that it's taken me so long to get you on the show. Well, it's all right. We're here today, and we're going to have fun. I'm having fun already. Now listen, nobody has more fun than you, and that is, and I know that to be true. So yeah, Nobody um, has more fun than us. That's right. So before we get to what you, you are doing now and even what's sort of coming up in the future and what most people know you for, I want to go back and talk a little bit about the journey. Right? I want to know where it all began. Like, Were you a childhood prodigy? Like you just, at age three, start playing the piano. You know, When did you start? Was it your idea? Or did your mom say, Bob, you're taking piano lessons whether you like it or not? No, you know, I've had musicians in my family for uh, more than 100 years. My great-great-grandfather was a, and he used my namesake, he was a Robert Jackson. He was a band leader uh, in the Civil War. Uh, they were based out of um, Leavenworth, Kansas, Fort Leavenworth. He was in the Civil War. And then when his health failed, his son, was he, he was Robert Jackson Jr., he took over the band and there's been musicians in my family for uh, as long as I can remember. My both parents were amateur musicians, and all I, when I was a little one, that's all I ever wanted to do was sit and play the piano. And it's the only thing I, I've ever done all the way through high school. I was a music composition major in college, at the University of Cincinnati, and I love to write and compose music. And uh, I've been just been playing that piano since I was since I was little. Uh, so back in Back in the 1980s, I was involved, I was living in a time warp, and I was just playing all this old stride and boogie-woogie piano, and I sent you a, a, couple, um, a, a couple sound files. The, the first one that we could listen to was the, is the Carolina Shop. Do you have that one queued up at all? that I made back in the 1980s and uh, it was a style called stride piano and it was the uh, the period right after ragtime and the left hand is quite involved and it's it's pretty complicated but I found it so fascinating because I'm 
I was I'm left-handed, so that style of music was always very interesting for me. And I was living in the '80s. I was living down in Sarasota, Florida, and uh, one of the the best proponents of stride piano was a man by the name of Dick Hyman. And、uh, he was living right there, close by, and、uh, we struck up a friendship. And I would spend hours over at Dick's house. Uh, just hanging out, talking music. He went on to write. He wrote so much music. He wrote a lot of the music for the Woody Allen movies, and、uh, he's played at the White House. And I would just spend hours over at his house, just talking and playing music. And he showed me so much of that old Stride piano. That was in the '80s. And、uh, from there, I, my wife was a singer, and we would spend our summers. Abroad, we'd be living in Finland, Switzerland, Sweden, Norway, and I'd work over there on the ships and in piano bars. And、uh, we'd come back to Florida in the、uh, winter and the spring. And I started hanging out in these old、uh, piano bars, meeting some of these older uh, uh, entertainers. And、uh, I, I was really fascinated by all that stuff. I've always loved to play the piano, but I, I really enjoy entertaining people. It's my passion. And、uh, one thing led to another. I got involved in these. I moved to Orlando in 1991 and joined the band there at Rosie O'Grady's. And I played in that、uh, band for about three years until the the band fell apart and the club closed. And then I got involved in a dueling piano bar. It was a big place back in the early 1990s down on I Drive. And it was there I really learned the craft. Of、uh, sing-along, where you there is there really is a、uh, a craft to it. You have to learn how to give sing-along commands and what the payoffs are going to be, and how not to step on the payoffs. You want to get people to sing along, and how to groom an audience. Like in at my show, I don't expect people to sing the entire chorus、uh, at once. You have to groom the audience to get them. To sing, yeah, 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 whoa, whoa, and get them to clap along. And 40 minutes into the show, you've got them jumping up and down, and spinning in circles, and rolling around on the floor. <laughs> But you, you don't do that all at once. You have to think about it and and just kind of build the momentum. And I really learned that craft there at、uh, the dueling pianos. There were some wonderful entertainers, and then that show fell apart. And I knew the piano player that was out at、uh, Port Orleans. It was just a sleepy little lounge. Was anything at all? Wasn't anything at all like it's morphed into?、Uh, and he was leaving for Las Vegas, and he said, "Well, Bob, why don't you come out and audition?" And I did, and、uh, one thing led to another, and that was almost 17 years ago. I've been there for 17 years, and it's just been a wonderful 17 years. I made so many great friends. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and I want to talk to you more about your show, and because you very much are a, a master of the art of getting people involved. Because when I go to your shows, I often watch the crowd as much as I watch you, just to see how they respond. But but that was not your one and only job at Walt Disney World, right? You've actually performed in some other shows, coincidentally, both somewhat kind of out west, right? Right. When I first started there,、uh, they hired me as a sub for the old.、Um, Diamond Horseshoe Show, and this was probably well. It was 15 years ago when they had、uh, four female dancers, four male dancers. They had uh, uh, Miss Kitty, and they had they had a four-piece band.、It、was there in the Diamond Horseshoe there in the Magic Kingdom, 
And I started playing in that band probably 15 years ago. And that show fell apart, and they went to a smaller show. And I was the two-day uh, piano player there at the Diamond Horseshoe for years. And uh, But I've subbed and performed many places. I I was a sub over at the Tarzan show. That was a really fun experience. I don't know if you remember the Tarzan show. They, they It was as much fun backstage as it was on stage. I mean, just you're hanging out with these acrobats and all these athletes and dancers and, and crazy musicians. And, I mean, that was a fun show. And then I played, uh, I've subbed over uh, many times. I haven't been there for years, but I used to sub uh, there at uh, the Hoop to Do. And I've played there at uh, Coca Corner. And uh, I did a show. Uh, one summer at the Italian Pavilion over at the Epcot. I played at the American Pavilion. Then I played private parties all over the all over the place. So it's been a fun run. Yeah, you are a uh, you are a very very busy man, and we will definitely get to that. But so you 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 auditioned for the gig over at the port. But you you know there, there's a a big distinction between Bob Jackson and Yeehaw Bob. So who comes up with the concept for? this character is it you or disney and then sort of who influences the creation of, of who yeehaw bob is well back in the 80s when i was playing that stride piano i i was in a time warp i had a little pencil thin mustache and i i wore uh, old uh, suits with hand-painted neckties i had a 1955 fleetwood cadillac i didn't even listen to contemporary music all i knew was this old style of music so i've been wearing hats and 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 strange clothes for for, uh, for practically all my adult life and, and when i started there at port orleans i just it just kind of morphed into this you know bowler uh, and, and it just kind of morphed into that, but no, that was all, that, that's all, that all just came, kind of fell out of my head. And were there any sort of uh, performers or characters that, that helped sort of craft and create who Yeehaw Bob was? Was there any sort of, anybody that you saw that kind of influenced where you want to take that character? Well, I've always enjoyed the guys and and gals, but the, the people that were uh, entertainers, uh, as well as musicians, uh, Jimmy Durante was one. Uh, Fats Waller was a wonderful piano player and just a great entertainer. People like that I probably have been my biggest influence. So for people who have never seen your show, uh, sometimes it's interesting to try and describe it for them because it's not like a sit-down dinner show when you watch a performer. It's it's very interactive. It's very high energy. It's very fun. It's it's quite amazing, especially when you get up close. I want you to describe your show in, in one word or one sentence. Well, let's see. I put on a family-oriented audience, particip- audience participation sing-along show. <laughs> it's hard to say at this time of day. So uh, I... And that's what we do. We, we uh, encourage everybody to get involved in the show and sing along. And before you know it, we're running around in circles and jumping up and down. And I have to tell you that your energy level is like nothing I have ever seen. I, I And I when I describe it to people, I describe it as it's like it's your first night ever doing it in front of Disney royalty. And you consistently give 150% well, night after night. And I think it's very much a testament to the fact that 
I believe that you want to give everybody that comes there the best show possible because it's what they expect and deserve. So how do you keep that energy? I mean, because you are the hardest working man in show business as far as I'm well, Forget James Brown. It's Bob Jackson. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's true. I, I, when I walk in there, I come in the back. I clock in. You have to clock in because I'm a cast member and there's a sign there. And it, they've got half a dozen quotes from Walt Disney. And this one that I look at every night says, give the people everything you got. Make it make it a fun place to be. And I'll tap that thing with my knuckles. And I say, Walt, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do just that. I'm not making that up. That's what I do. Walt said that. And I go in there and I'm going to put on my very best show and make it as fun a place as I can, can make it. And I'd go in there and do it. Uh, you just put a smile on my face when I hear that. And I, and I love the fact that you sort of uh, pay that that homage to to Walt. So when you come in there, you you know, the the first thing that you do after you sort of clock in and, and you give your love to Walt, you really make this an interactive show. And one of the things that you before you even get to the stage, you walk the floor, you talk to guests. I don't look, I don't know how you do it, man, but you remember everybody by name, even after they return a month or a year later, you are like the amazing Kreskin of entertainment. How, how do you sort of do that? How do you remember people? And is it, or is that sort of your little magician secret? I don't, I don't know. Um, when I walk out that door into the room, I'm on stage. You're on stage as soon as you get there, and, and there's people coming up to you and kids coming up to you. And, and it's important to me to walk around that room because I get to interact with the people. I get to learn their names, and then I, I'll learn who's having a birthday and who's having a – an anniversary and uh, where they came from. Sometimes, you know, they come from all over the world. It's fun. And then you, tr what the, the, the challenge is try to incorporate all of that information into your show. You know, I want to call out their names in the middle of the songs. And, and, uh, you know, if, if, if there's something in a song that has a person's name in it, you know, I'll use one of those names that are of the people that are in the show. And then there's all kinds of places in the show where I need people to do things. So now I know who they are and I'll get them up and, you know, lead a conga line or run up and up and down in front of the bar making uh, goggles and doing all these crazy things, which I've made Lou Mangella do. <laughs> <laughs> you could make anybody you could make the guy that walks in and swears he is not going to get up and clap his hands next thing you know he is dancing and prancing and doing all kinds of things and having the time of his life that's a chat that's my challenge you know you you tell me you're not going to do something well it's just it's just see not that big <laughs> you will lose and you will be happy that is a bet you'll be happy to lose because there's a lot of guys I know that walk in and say oh this is, you know I just want to sit I want to watch I'm here for my kids or my wife and they are having a, a blast and I think part of what it is Bob is you sort of find a way to touch everybody to find something that resonates with what, them whether it's classic music or folk songs or kid songs or modern songs you have such a wide range of what you perform that eventually you're going to hit on something that's going to click with somebody and get them. That's going to be sort of their, their song. Yeah, I, that's, that is, it's fun. And my, my stage character is this kind of this befuddled kind of confused kind of guy, you know, and sometimes, you know, people can relate to that. It's, you know, I'm, I'm very involved in, children's shows. I put on a lot of, this summer I'll be at 20 different public libraries put in, presenting children's shows through Orange County and Osceola County, 
Uh, I'm going up into Brevard County. 20 different uh, libraries I'll be able to putting on these children's shows. So I love kids and, and it's just, it's just fun for me to get everybody and especially the, the, the family involved. And, and if I'm, if they're, if it's a table with a bunch of kids, you know, then, then I, I try to get either mom or dad to do something really dumb because then the kids just giggle and they, that's just funny thing. And they'll go home and talk about that for a long time. But, you know, the dad was, was running around doing something. So it's fun. It's a fun, it's, it's just my passion. I love that stuff. And I think you hit on something that is one of the reasons why people come back, they come to the port just for you, is because your show is one of those things that memories are being created at, right? It is the thing that they're going to, you know, look, they can take pictures on rides and with princesses and characters, but that kid is going to remember what their dad did, what their mom did, standing up on stage, taking the picture with you at the end. And I have to tell you, Bob, as a parent, I love and appreciate so much that your show is so family friendly that I can take my kids there yet still enjoy it as an adult, as a parent, or even just going with friends without kids at all. Yeah, that's a challenge, you know, as an entertainer to uh, keep it, you've got to keep it clean, but you got to keep it interesting. And and it's fun. It's fun. It's just a fun piece of business. It's been fun for 17 years. And over those 17 years, one of the things I've seen is that so many regulars come back time and time again. I mean, I see some familiar faces there. How do you keep it fresh? How do you sort of keep that show fresh? And I know you recently changed up some of your numbers. You added some new uh, songs in there like Let It Go and a few other things. But how do you sort of keep it fresh, not just for them, but for you too, night after night? Well, every night is is really different because it's it's not about what's coming off the stage. It's what's coming back towards me. And every night there's going to be a different group of people there from sometimes they're from England, sometimes they're from from Japan, sometimes they're they're uh, I'll have the the red hat the old gals, the red hat league. Sometimes I'll have a group full of. Uh, computer men from from Norway you know every night there's some something that's going to make that mix different that they're going to react a different way and uh, that's what keeps it fresh for me and then I've recently just added all these this new material I barely have the, the all these lyrics memorized so that's a challenge for me to remember all these things but uh, since it's a sing-along show if I get stumped I just yell you sing it and, and, <laughs> And they do, because everybody knows these Disney songs, you know. Yeah, and I saw that last time, you know, as as we were so happy to see. And it didn't matter. Like, we loved the show the way it was. You could have done that same show for another 17 years, and it still would have remained fresh. And it was cool for me, because for one of the first times, because I was broadcasting, I got up, up close and personal and watched you. My God, man, the way your fingers move on that piano is, is you know, it's like it's like watching a ballet. And, and speaking of the piano, for those who don't know, yours is very unique. It doesn't just kind of sit there. It rocks back and forth and you bang it. You know, it has to be sort of an extra talent just keeping your fingers on the keys. Tell us about the piano and how that sort of grew to uh, what that, it is. That poor piano. I just... <laughs> I'm there four nights, and that that poor piano tuner has to come like replace strings. So I break a lot of strings, and I'm breaking a lot of stuff. But you know, it's 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 fun. It's it's a Yamaha uh, upright. Yamaha is, I think, the only manufacturer that makes these full size uprights. I take. I take the front off of it so you can see the hammers move. 
And I've taken the coasters off the bottom of it. So the thing sits flat on the floor. And uh, what I do, because it's top heavy, it's only, you know, maybe a foot and a half wide at the bottom. If you look at a grand, at an upright piano, it's not that wide. And it's five and a half feet tall. So it's top heavy. And what I do is uh, I'll push it with my left knee. I'll push that piano and it just starts rocking. And so now here I'm. Hammers are flying, and I'm weaving around, and a lot of times I perform standing up. I do a lot of performing standing up. I'll get a good cardio workout there every night. That I'm in there. I'll lose close to two pounds a night. Yeah, and, and I say all the time, you know, that's why I think you are one of the hardest working people I know, and I sweat just watching you. Like, I walk in the door, and I see the way you work, and uh, and I see... And look, the way you work, and the way you entertain guests, and the way you sort of follow that tenet of Walt Disney, which is your mission is to make people happy, you know, I, I call you a hidden treasure, but I, I want to make sure people understand, you were recognized by Disney with something called a Legacy Award last year. Tell people what that is and what that means to you. Well, the Legacy Award is a peer recognition award that I had never even heard of, to be honest with you, until they gave it to me and look it up, see what was because my passion to entertain, and uh, it's 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 an honor to have this this award, and it, and uh, I'm really humbled by it, and it's really an interesting thing. I got. A really, uh, really nice award. I got this big picture of Walt that I keep with me down there at work. He keeps me company. He's in a lot of those pictures that I take on stage just by by default. He's on stage with me actually there. So it, it's a it's a real nice real nice thing. I got the Legacy Award. So that was appreciate that to all the kids that uh, were involved in getting me that. I didn't have anything to do with it, to tell you the truth. Well, and people should understand that that's the highest honor a, a cast member can get because it is really about that idea of keeping the magic alive, doing exemplary performance and commitment to those ideals and traditions that, that Walt and, and Parks and Resorts have. So congratulations on that. It is very, very, very well-deserved. And you guess who see Bob and other cast members can see their name tags are blue and that means that they are a recipient of the Legacy Award and look you you are not you know I say hidden treasure half jokingly because I'm surprised how many people don't know about you or have never seen you but you know you are, are not necessarily so hidden because a lot of celebrities come to see you too like John Lasseter and things like that is that ever any extra pressure when you know the head of Pixar and you know now that what, what he does for, for uh, you know imagining is that sort of extra pressure on you? And what are some of the other, you know, maybe famous people that have come to see your show? You know, I, I apologize. I hadn't, and John Lasser's, a, I'd never even heard John Lasser. They said, Bob, Bob, John Lasser's coming in. John Lasser, John Lasser. I didn't know who he was. And he came, had some, some boys that go to school down at uh, Eckerd College down in Tampa. So he, he had a whole bunch of kids with him, young men. And I'd never heard of John Lasseter. And so, you know, it came to the point in the show where I had men jump up and they run around the room like they're riding a horse. John Lasseter led, <laughs> he led the horses running around the room. And then I get into the part of the show where we do shout and the men get on the floor and roll around on the floor. John was rolling around on the floor. I mean, I had no idea who John Lasseter is. I had no idea. 
Teddy flew in his private jet and has security guys with him everywhere he goes. But he was running. He, and so he's been back about four times. And he always comes and sits in the front row and uh, brings whoever he's bringing with him. And this last time he was there in November. My gosh. Well, the upper uh, management of Disney were, were having a, uh, a uh, retreat. And uh, it was all the, 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 the biggest guys. And uh, here comes John with all these guys in tow. And they, they sit in the very front row. I mean, the, the man that runs Euro Disney and uh, and all these 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 men and women. But uh, I just I just put my head down and went for it. And, you know, I, I had them all running around the room. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. I think that's great. And from what I understand, you know, John Lasseter, he's just a regular guy. He's just a fan first. And, and, you know, that, again, it goes to your ability to get people, whether they are executives or just regular guys, that you get them involved and, and you get them engaged. You know, it's so funny, though, to talk to you outside the venue and outside of, of your onstage persona. And I have to imagine that, you know, the person we see on stage is probably – very different than the man at the breakfast table. Otherwise, you'd probably make your family crazy in a good way. <laughs> but if you're yeah. a Bob all the time, I, I mean, yeah. I have to, like I said, I, I have to assume you're, um, and I can see just from here, you're just a much different person than than the character I'm used to seeing. Yeah, but I still get wound up a lot, you know. I'm still pretty wound up. Yeah, I'll meet people outside in the, uh, of the show, you know, and, and it's hard for them to, to, to recognize me, you know, in, in jeans or something. That's fun. It's a funny thing. It's and, fun. And, and to that point, you know, you are not just, you're, you're not only Yeehaw Bob, right? You perform a number of different styles of music. You have a variety of other CDs and stuff I want to talk about. But tell me some of the things you do when you're not performing. You're, you're, at, um, you're at the River Roost uh, at Port Orleans Riverside Wednesday through Saturday, correct? There are four nights a week. And uh, once a month, I'm down at Give Kids a World. And I've been playing at the same little church every Sunday for the last 20 years. Uh, I had choir practice last night before I go down to Disney. That's on my Wednesday night. And this last month, uh, uh, right now we're in the month of uh, April. I've been playing at the House of Blues uh, every Tuesday. And that was that, 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 I was a little out of my comfort zone there, but it was fun to play. You know, I'll be there again uh, next Tuesday, and they give us a return engagement in May. So uh, anybody that's interested, you can website and uh, look at my schedule and see where I am. And, and uh, in the summertime, I'll be playing all of the uh, the, the libraries. Uh, I put on a children's show. I have two different children's shows that I've written uh, that I'll be taking out on the road so I, I'm I'm working a lot. It's fun. It's fun to perform. I love it. You can tell. I mean, you can you can see it when you're up there. That, that so when you're in your car, like when you're just in your car driving around, what do you listen to, or are you just always so like involved in music that you just want some silence? You just need five minutes of quiet. Uh, a lot of time, a lot of times it's silence. A lot of time I've got my book of lyrics open, and I'm just crunching words. I'm trying to memorize lyrics it's 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 hard to memorize these lyrics you have to memorize you know you have to memorize them verbatim you've got to have every every word right because there's people out there that know the song you can't you can't just fudge some of the words you have to be able to get them right so a lot of times i'm sitting there practicing my lyrics a lot of times i'm listening to uh 
classical music. If I listen to anything at all in the car, it's usually classical music. I love classical music. I love to write that style of music. I know I, I've sent you a couple different sound files, and some of the music that I write are、um, some of the songs are pretty, and then some of them are, are, in, are in these odd metered. Tempo. My my mother's side of the family were all Hungarian, and I love to write in these odd metered、uh, these songs and these odd meters. So I love all that stuff. It's fun to write, fun to compose. And I'm working on a new CD right now of all Disney. Uh, music. Uh, I had so much fun with the children's CD using those. I have some character voices that I use, and、um, I don't know if. Let me see if I can pull something up here quickly. Let me see here. And while you're doing that, I'll just tell people: if you've never seen Bob's show and you're saying, "Oh, he's done it for so many years," why is he listening? Why is he reading lyrics? Because you never know what you're gonna get, and he has to read lyrics. You'll you'll find in not just English, but a bunch of different languages as well. And that is one of the languages and ways of of describing numbers. And, and every time I see some of those、uh, routines, I am continuously amazed, and I usually am not able to keep up even with the English. So <laughs> it's fun. Well, well Lou, I. Appreciate you letting me come on your show here this afternoon, and、uh, I'm going to have to run and do some things. I got to get ready for my show tonight, and I want to thank everybody for listening, and、uh, want to invite everybody out to the show out to Port Orleans Riverside. Awesome! And if they want to take Bob home with them, I mean, not literally, they can go to your website at yeehawbob.com. I'll link to it in the show notes. There, they can get all your CDs, check out your schedule, all that. Everything is on your website, correct? That's that is correct, Lou. You can you can hear samples of all the songs, all the different CDs, and learn more about me than anybody would ever want to know. Well, definitely go out and check out Bob. I guarantee that you're going to have fun, and you're going to go back to see Bob again and again. And I'm sure if you've if you've met you once, he's going to remember you when you return. It's like coming home to an old friend. Bob Jackson, thank you so very much for your time today, and thank you so much for all that you do for us as guests and families, and and the good time that you guaranteed us all. I, I, we really, really do appreciate it. My pleasure, Lou. We love you, Lou. Oh yes, we do. We love you, Lou. Oh yes, we do. We love you, Lou Mangiello. It's true. Oh, we love you. I love it, Bob. Thank you so much, buddy. Pleasure, Lou. Say hi to your family for me. I will do, and I'll come out and check. See you again soon. All right, buddy. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. It's time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see or what you hear, and enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I explained to you how I somewhat torture my children while singing "Blood on the Saddle" in the car on the way home from school and often to school. And so, the Country Bears Jamboree was the topic of last week's question, and your question was simple. I said that the bear band is made up of some pretty talented bears. 
and all you had to do was tell me who plays the corn jug in the Country Bear Jamboree. Again, hundreds of you clearly pay attention to one of my favorite classic shows at Walt Disney World and know that Ted plays the corn jug. I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and you were playing for copies of all six of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom and a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World. And last week's winner is Sarah Tucker. So Sarah, congratulations. Thanks for playing. Watch your email for links to download the guides and the books, which you can all find over at www.radio.com. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next opportunity to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, I was thinking a lot about the ride vehicles in Walt Disney World and how some take you to the water, under the water, up in the sky, or even out in space. And so your question this week is simply to tell me this. In what attraction in Walt Disney World do you ride in or on an X2? The name of your vehicle is an X2. What attraction can you find an X2? You have until Sunday, May 4th at 11.59 p.m. to send your answer to contest at www.radio.com. Again, you're playing for all six of my virtual audio walking tours and a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Don't forget to visit the website over at www.radio.com. There you can comment on this week's show. Share your thoughts and memories. If you've ever met Yeehaw Bob before, come to the comment section, post there, or over on facebook.com slash www.radio. While you're on the site, be sure and check out our daily blog posts, videos, contests, photo galleries, discussion forums, and sign up for our free email newsletter with exclusive content, contests, and more. And also be sure and download the free WDW Radio app for your iPhone, Windows, or Android device. While you're on the site, you can also leave me a voicemail if you want to be heard on the air. Click the Leave Lou a voicemail button on the right-hand side of the page or call 407-900-9391. If you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. I'm Lou Mangello on all those sites. And Facebook.com slash WDW Radio is our Facebook page. You can like us there and come by, follow my personal profile at Facebook.com slash Lou Mangello. And as much as I love connecting with you guys online, nothing, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So please check out our events page on the site. Come to one of our Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World, our cruise on the Disney Dream this summer, our e-ticket event, or one of our on-the-road events coming up later on this year. Our next Meet of the Month is going to be Saturday, May 3rd. It's the day of the Everest Challenge. We're going to have a Meet of the Month from 1 to 3 p.m. at Restaurantosaurus over at Dinoland USA and Disney's Animal Kingdom. We'll also be meeting up in the parking lot before the race. So if you are participating in the Everest Challenge, come look for a bunch of guys and girls in blue shirts. Please come over and say hi. Other events coming up we have on the road. I'm going to be doing a meetup in Atlanta on Sunday, May 18th. Stay tuned for details coming soon, as well as Mouska Meets in Roanoke, Virginia, June 12th and 13th. Again, you can visit the events page or mousekameets.com for information and tickets. This August, we've got our pre-cruise Land, Neverland, and Sea event in Walt Disney World and on the Disney Dream and lots more planned throughout the year. You can also visit my personal events page as well as my speaking and schools page at lumangelo.com 
If you want to book me to speak at your conference, to your business, to help you personally, or to come speak at your school, I want to give a quick thanks to my partners and sponsors. Mouse Fan Travel is who I use and recommend whether you're coming to world, land, cruise, adventures by Disney, or anywhere really on the planet. Visit mousefantravel.com for the best possible prices, all available discounts, and no zero cost to you at all. And if you want some magic delivered right to your front door, you can visit celebrationspress.com and find out how to subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links and come by and comment over on Twitter or Facebook. And please come by iTunes, rate and review the show and the book and the apps there. It's very, very helpful and very much appreciated. And finally, I want to say, as always, how sincerely grateful I am to each and every one of you, not just for taking the time to tune in and listen to the show, but really for allowing me to share my love and passion for Disney with you in so many different ways. And I want you, right? I want you to have that same kind of happiness that I feel each and every day because that is the true measure of success. So remember, if you give other people happiness, that will help you find your own. Always do what you love. Keep moving forward and have faith. Have a great week, everybody. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. It's Kenneth Johnson up in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Got to tell you about a bizarre little synchronicity that happened to me today about your show. So this morning, I'm on my way to drop my son off at school, my youngest son is five. And of course, uh, we were playing our normal game of name that Disney attraction. And one of the clues he gave was... um, with reference to the Country Bear Jamboree, which, of course, prompted me to regale him with my version of Blood on the Saddle. And um, as soon as I got back in the car after dropping him off, I turned on your show to finish listening to this week's show about Flower and Garden, and you reveal the secret that you sing Blood on the Saddle to your children on their way to school. So... You know, even when the rest of my family tells me that I'm crazy, I can listen to your show and know that if I am crazy, at least there are some other people like me. So thanks a lot, Lou. Really appreciated that. And looking forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Hello, Lou. Hello, WDW Radio. This is Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York. I'm calling to say we are 400 days away from our WDW Radio Alaska cruise. 400 days. Wow, that will fly. So have a great day, a magical one. Bye.